Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Sinners yo, Only yo. Podcast, where we only sin and we discount miracles that are done by everyone. But let me stop. Let me stop. Yo, yo. hold up, hold up. Time out, time out. Lige, you said right before we started that you wanted Chad to be the first one to get canceled. Now you're the first one getting canceled on your Yo, phone. I <laughs> yo. Man, yo, nah, nah, nah. Let me stop. Let me stop. We we I we, I for we starting off wild, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> Was not I, expecting that. I affirm the miracles, but yo, welcome to the Sinners Only Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in, and if you guys be watching me as I do the live with that, thank you guys for listening to the uh, for the, to the live or the recording. So make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe before you do anything. Uh, we got a really, really amazing topic for you guys. But before we get into it, we always have to start off with how everyone's doing. Josh, how are you doing, bro? Listen, I'm happier than. Than Steph Curry hitting fifty right now. Oh, here bro. we go. Hey, yo, bro. here we go, bro. <laughs> what did I say? What did I say? I said dubs and six. To be fair, I said dubs and six at first, but dubs and seven. We out here. My boy Curry hit that fifty. Oh my goodness, bro! It, it was a beautiful day. A beautiful day to be a Warriors fan. So I'm super happy. <laughs> dubs moving on to the semifinals versus uh, LeBron for the first time since 2018, and I couldn't be happier. So yeah, it's it's, it's a good day, bro. It's the only time you'll ever see me root for LeBron, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, hey, yo. I'm calling it dubs and six. Yo, sons and <laughs> foe, bro. Sons and foe. No, no sons and five. Sons and yo, five. Bro, Devin Booker is the greatest of all time, bro. Always, bro. Always. <laughs> yo, but what about the Knicks, bro? Bro, tell me how there's there's four upsets this year so far, bro. That's bro, this is in my like 15 to 20 years of watching basketball. I've never seen the Knicks win win any round of of the playoff, bro. bro. This was like crazy, bro. Like, you don't know how many Knicks games I've cried at in my life, bro. <laughs> What? <laughs> like, I, I think my entire teenage years was me just crying over the Knicks every single night where they would be in the lead for the whole game and in the last yeah, two minutes just lose by like one point, bro. Hey, how, how about my boy day. Jimmy Butler? How about my boy Jimmy Butler? Bro, play right, Butler bro, going right. crazy, bro. He going Yo, crazy. He, 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 he going to get swept, bro. Wait, actually, what happened <laughs> yeah. in this game, actually? What happened, he, what happened today? Won. Yeah. All right, never he mind. Won. He's can't yeah. get. All right, all right, all right, forget it, bro. <laughs> Gentlemen, I only watched the third quarter. I didn't want. I didn't watch the whole game. I know nothing yeah. of what's going on in the basketball sphere. Except when 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 Steph Curry and the, and the Warriors win something, or when they win and they can just come back and create. First of all, I, I think a fifty piece from Steph Curry is kind of crazy. So I, I can't even like you know. That's all over the he's, internet to be honest. He's, so. Yeah. He. So this is the first time a player hit fifty in a in a game seven in the playoffs. That's wild, so, bro. Yeah. All so I'm going to say, bro, is this was definitely the best season of basketball I think I've ever seen in my life. I don't think that it's I, you know what? It's been as good as this in like maybe 10 years. I can agree. I can agree with that. Even the yeah. playoffs, bro, the, the regular season take. was Wait, what? I said it's not a hot take, it's a cold take. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> cold, bro. That this, this season cold was cold, bro. I'm not going to lie. Really it was cold. cold. Wait, yeah. what but what but what exactly is it like is is it is good about the season compared to the rest of them. Bro, we have the Kings, right? Make, they made it to the playoffs. The Kings yeah. have been like a last place team for like 20 years straight since Mike Bibby left them in like 2005 or whatever. Yeah. Like, I haven't even seen the Kings ever win a game, bro. Yeah. Like, the Kings yeah. have been good, bro. The Suns have been good. The Kni- bro, yeah. the Knicks won a, a playoff yeah. series, bro. I've never seen that, bro, in my life. That's like, all you got to say. It, it, it's like it, like nothing actually made sense. Like every single team in the NBA was just good. There was no bad teams. Even if the teams are losing and they were like yeah. negative in the record, they were just still good. 
Huh. That's the thing is that like it's just been a overall very historic season, and it's in the sense of like obviously the office offensive revolution is continuing with the with the whole three point revolution that's been going on the past few years, and uh, there's just been a huge shift into uh, to it being much more of an offensive game. I mean, you look back at earlier in the season with the Mavs and Luca hit the that sixty. What was that crazy stat? It was like sixty twenty something. It was super crazy stats coming out this year, and like. A lot of records that that have been broken, and obviously King James with the uh, you know the, becoming the number one number one scorer of all time, and it just has been a really really big season. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know, bro. It it's just like I, it's like basketball was just there. I was used to just watch it, but like this time, bro, it's like I don't know. There's just so many people that are good. You got Joel Embiid, you got uh, uh, Giannis, you had you had Doncic, you had uh, what's what's this guy um joker bro like yeah. mm-hmm. so many even damian lillard like it was just like yeah i don't know what this season yeah. was like yeah like this season I'm had two seen it yeah had, this season had two 71 point games you know um what i mean like I, I kind of teased it out a little bit before but this is probably the most upsets that there's been you know like in a while you know an eight seed took down the number one seed the seven seed took down the second seed Literally, Bro, a, a, a five and a six, a six and a three. It's crazy. We had a dude, right, talk trash about LeBron in the playoffs, right? Say, oh, saying a whole bunch of stuff because they beat the Lakers twice, right? LeBron, yeah. Yo, LeBron, the Lakers, they beat him by 40 points the other night, right? <laughs> 40 points, and before the game was even over, LeBron walked out. He was just like, y'all don't even got to say anything. Bro, the yeah. guy was denying the uh, the interviews after the game. He was like, he didn't, he didn't want to talk to the press, bro, because that's how embarrassed he was. Yeah, that, that's that's my boy Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks was like, um, I like to poke the bear, and um, I don't respect someone until they drop 40. And then literally uh, the next game, LeBron drops 20 points and 20, 20 rebounds. It's like, dude, that's 40 right there. And then the <laughs> next game, the next game, they lose by 40. So we're like, all right, bet. Like, there we go. Bro, that was – I don't know, bro. I, I I can't believe I lived to see this NBA season, bro. I never thought basketball would be, be as entertaining as it was this year. Hopefully it Absolutely. continues to be like I don't know if we'll ever get a season like this again. But Sun's going to win the playoffs. Devin Booker's about to get his ring, and then for the next nine years straight, Devin Booker will win the the NBA playoffs every year. Oh my wow. goodness, that's a that's oh, a dude. really long that's a long streak, bro. Devin <laughs> Booker's going to go down as the greatest basketball player of all time, regardless. Dude, tell me tell me how my boy Curry is literally thirty five and he's still in his prime, bro. Bro, <laughs> that's some crazy stuff. He's just, he's just built different, you know. You know what I'm saying, like this this is what this weekend has been about, bro. It's been about basketball, bro. It's literally yeah, like, l- like all I've been doing this weekend is just watching basketball. Yeah. literally all the way until June. Yes. Yeah. Wait, does the playoffs last that long? Kind yeah, of, right? It's like, it's like mid, three mid, months. Like Mid April to early June. Yeah. Dang. It's like a month I... and a half. It, it's Shoot. unlike any other sport because like other sports they have playoffs where it's like one two games max in the series and then you get kicked out basketball it's like the first to four so it yeah. could have like seven games in the series yeah. you know which was, I mean, which baseball, was the warriors baseball case. Like that too. i never baseball, watched a baseball game in my ho- life hockey, bro, but think... padres win the world series <laughs> what <laughs> i think uh well, hockey is like that i'm also don't watch hockey too much i think there are seven games playoff series as well um, but yeah, that was the that was the Warriors case. They um they they had they were the only team to make it for seven games, and they took them like what like a week and a half, two weeks. All I'm saying is Padres winning world, with the World Series, bro. I put it out there right now, bro. Hey, I'm dead. All right, so I mean, this that was Josh's weekend. It was filled yeah, with amazement yeah. and miracles, you know, from the from yeah. the from the Warriors. Chad, how, how was your absolute <laughs> miracle? 
<laughs> Saturday, what did I do? Um, I actually went back to my my college. Uh, my wife goes there for grad school, and she got inducted in some honor society. So I was there, and then you know we went out, had some food. Then ever since then, bro, I've been chilling, bro. I just been chilling the rest of this weekend. Like, I don't know. I I, I hit the point where I just need to relax, you know. Yeah. yeah. Would you say that you need to rest. care for your mental healing? Ooh, yeah, bro. Hey, I feel like my yo. body has been yeah. healing, honestly. Just, wow. just being home this weekend, you know. Hey, wow. yo. would you say that? <laughs> would you say that it's uh, pretty, pretty miraculous? It's pretty, honestly, bro. It was like literally yeah. like a like a miracle just having some time to myself yeah. this weekend, you know. There we go. We, yeah. we love okay. we love that. I, bl- I love we that. we love to see we love to see miracles. Mm. <laughs> Hey yo, if, if you haven't if you haven't gotten the hint yet, I will be, be planning on talking about today. Uh, we are we are talking about the conversation of healing. Um, you know, like uh, Chad brought up some really uh, great stuff over this over the week, and we were just talking about you know he experienced something. I'm sure he's going to talk about it. You know, he's going to be the person to lead kind of lead this conversation. But uh, we're going to talk about healing. Healing is a controversial thing, and especially in the Christian in the Christian space, you know, it's like always if something gets healed or someone claims that they've been healed for something, it's always like kind of like, hey, where's the proof? Like, does God still heal today? God doesn't heal today. We have his word. God doesn't heal, but God God still heals, but he had but he doesn't have miracle worker or healing, healing workers and stuff like that. Um so that's kind of a little bit of the conversation that we're gonna be like revolving around today. Uh but Chad, if you wanna you wanna talk about your experience with that kind of sparked up this uh this topic. Yeah, yeah, man. So earlier this week, I went to go play some soccer, right? And um, bro, I got a pretty hard knock in my chest. Like, like I heard I fell and somebody fell on top of me, and like I heard like a crack, kind of. But it wasn't like like a bone cracking. It was kind of like a like your finger, you know, when you crack your knuckles, kind of thing. Um, but I got up, bro, and I was in pain, like like really bad pain for the rest of the night. Um, and I'm not gonna lie. Um, the next, the rest of the week, I wasn't in like total crazy pain. I would be like maybe four out of ten on the pain scale, but like maybe three out of ten on the pain scale. But it was like really uncomfortable. Like it was on the right side of my chest, right here, right. And uh, I'm like, I don't want to go to the doctor because you know I'm not trying to pay no copay, no deductible, none of that, right. So mm-hmm. I'm like, do I go to the doctor, bro? Because like this could be serious, but like I didn't see any swelling or anything, so I was like, you know, let me chill. Let me just see how it goes. Wait a few days, whatnot, right? And the pain would just not go away, bro. It was up to I think Friday, so that that, that happened on Monday, and up to Friday, I still felt the pain. And I'm like, Thursday, I prayed. I was like, God, can you heal this for me? Like it was that was just it. Nothing happened, right? So then Friday morning, I was like, I prayed an earnest prayer, like Acts 12 earnest prayer, right? And I was like, God. I know you want to heal me. I know you can heal me. Like, God, like, I'm not going to pray this prayer with doubt in my head. Like, I'm I'm going to pray this prayer with faith in your healing grace. And, like, God reminded me in that moment, like, have faith in my healing grace. And, like, I was like, God, I'm not going to pray a prayer and, and continuously doubt that you can do what I'm asking for. Because then what's the point of me praying this prayer? Mm-hmm. And, bro, I prayed the prayer and I was like, uh, in this moment. God, will will you once I finish this prayer, would you rapidly heal me? Can you rapidly heal me? Um, and bro, I said amen to that prayer. And maybe like a couple minutes pass by, pain starts getting less, right? An hour passed by, pain 40% of the pain goes. Next 30 minutes past 50%. 
you know, then two, three hours, I'm 80%. Four hours after, bro, I'm like 90, 95% and going on and on to the point where it's like 98 to 90%, 99% healed in like four or five hours, bro. And I know because when I asked for that healing, I was in discomfort. I know for a fact I was in discomfort because like, why would I pray that prayer? And, and I was already healed, right? Like it wouldn't make any sense. Right. And I know it wasn't any of the ibuprofen or anything like, because it was hours way after, like, I still felt no pain. Right. Mm. And it was like 99% healed. So I put up a story on Instagram and uh, a lot of people had a lot of things, a lot of things to say, secular, you know, even Christians had a lot of, a lot of things to say. And, um, it, it, you know, I called Lige and, uh, you know, it just sparked this debate because like, um, you know, in the church specifically, I, like excluding like the secular world, right? In the church, this is a big topic, right? Theologically. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad Josh is here because um, we want to get some good theological insight on this conversation. Um, so, so yeah, that's kind of where we're at, like, right? Because I know, I know a lot when I said that on my story, it made a lot of Christians specifically uncomfortable, right? So mm. um, my first thing to say to that is like, what is your experience in the church? Is it more charismatic with, with things of like the nature of like healing and prophecy and things of that nature? Or is it more reformed? Any of you could take a stab at this question. Mm. <clears throat> Josh, you want to go first? Yeah, yeah, let's, let's do it. Um, so I would say, so, so I guess... Are you referring to like my personal church experience or kind of the church in general? Your uh, your you personal experience. My own personal. Got you. Um, so and and I'm pretty open about like what denomination I'm in and whatnot. So I'm I'm a part of the Christian and Missionary Alliance. Um, and so that is a uh, denomination that was sparked from the. It, it kind of ha- it, it comes from the holiness movement. Um, started with the uh, you know the the founder A. B. Simpson, um, and. A. Simpson does has a pers- Presbyterian back- background, um, and for those who don't know, Presbyterianism kind of holds to more so a, a Reformed tradition. Uh, you know, where so where where they don't necessarily believe in, um, you know, the the sign gifts, if you want to call it that. You know, they they obviously believe God still can heal, but they don't believe that it's for, um, you know, the, the gift specifically is for the believers today. Um, and so he kind of comes from that background, um, and there are certain experiences, certain health experiences that came in his life. Uh, where he realized experientially and theologically that, you know, he had, he, he was basically persuaded towards, um, you know, holding to, holding to the sign gifts, you know, um, that included healing, especially because he, he experienced it personally. Um, that also includes tongues, that also includes prophecy, you know, um, and so that's kind of where the, the denomination is kind of burst out of. Um, and so... Um, that's kind of where, where I, I kind of come from, in ter- at least in terms of my background. Um, you know, we do hold to the gifts um, and, you know, it, it, we, we hold to what's called the fourfold gospel. You know, that Jesus is our, uh, is our um, he's our savior, our, our healer, our sanctifier and our coming king. You know, um, those, are, those are kind of the four, the four main tenets of the Christian Missionary, missionary Alliance. Um, and so one of them being healing, you know, God is our healer that he still heals today, uh, whether that be in the instant, you know, you pray just like you, Chad, and, you know, he heals you within within a few hours, few minutes, or it could be through another person, you know, another person prays over you and that there, there comes healing right then and there, you know. Um, and so um, at least at least when it comes to my personal church experience, 
um, though. So like, while we theologically may hold to it, um, there there wasn't, at least to my knowledge, at least growing up, I there, there wasn't at least much practice of it you know mm. um so like we we theologically obviously held to it you know we 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 do hold to a continuous position uh to the gifts but there was really not much practice to it and so growing up i never really paid much attention to it you know i obviously knew the the basic doctrines you know um of of the of the, of the faith but i never really you know experientially saw the sign gifts really practiced um you know um it wasn't really until my my college years that I really got to see, you know, God fully move, you know, God in all his glory through the saints really have those signed gifts practiced, you know? Um, yeah. And so that's at least kind of my experience, you know, and I, I mean, Chad, you definitely remember with, you know, you kind of went through it with me, you know, like all those years in crew and, you know, when we were, uh, we got to go to different, uh, you know, Christian groups, Christian organizations, different campuses. And, you know, we, we got to see it firsthand how God was able to work through the saints. And so I think that that was really my first full, kind of exposure to uh, how God can actually work um, in it through a believer. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember um, Josh sent me a whole video of, of why the, uh, the, you know, you can't get slain in the spirit and you know yeah. he was like I, he's like he's like bro i'm not i'm not telling you what to believe but like here, here's this video <laughs> dang bro yeah that was like five years ago that's crazy no but you know what's actually kind of funny about that speaking about this question specifically i was like really really charismatic up to that point and josh sent me this video of 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 a guy talking about um being slain in the spirit and he asked the question he wasn't even uh explaining any he didn't he didn't go any further he just asked the question he's like some people go create like lose control and 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 jump up and down in church but he's like if the fruit of the spirit is self-control why are you losing control of yourself? And mm. not it didn't change any of my beliefs. I, I still believe God God can, you know work work in that environment and people you can get slain in the spirit like all these kind of i still believe in all that right but like it really set set me on this like theological like journey just that video because it's like you know what that's a good question it, it it really is a good question because i was like how is that possible it wasn't until i got like really like i fell down and i experienced that for myself so i was like i could kind of like understand how it is biblical but like that right there was like the premise of me looking into like theology and getting deeper into uh, my beliefs and deconstructing maybe some things that weren't biblically rooted and reconstructing them with solid theology, you know? Mm. Dan, you used the D yeah. word, bro. That's crazy. No, I was about to say. I mean, as long as you reconstruct it, right? You know? Right. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Now, we, my, don't uh... no, we don't want no atheist <laughs> chat out here. Hey, yeah. yeah I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh my experience with uh sort of healing and stuff um i i so i want to say that my background in that is very much is like performed but looking back at my life and even now kind of experiencing like what it actually means to be reformed i wouldn't even say like eli that was super super calvinist kate i would say i'm, I'm more calvinist not couch. necessarily not necessarily reformed like josh said like presbyterians are more in that so they i think they more so aligned with with that um and i wasn't with and that wasn't that right so uh my but my background with sort of dealing with uh healing or thinking about healing theologically was like okay bet like god can heal but the sort of the stuff that we see you know you know uh 
teachers, preachers that do like sort of like try to do the sign gifts and stuff. Uh, I was just like, uh, nah, that's not the, the gifts have ceased today, stuff like that. So in my younger years, like especially when I met you guys, like I was very much like, nah, all of this is kind of crazy. Like if you're speaking in tongues, nah, that's something else, bro. Or if like if you if you're claiming you're getting healing, like uh, like you know, prove it, you know, like you know, don't just. So I, I was very much like hostile to like sort of just like healing and even and more specifically, believers showing the sign the sign gifts basically. Um, very much hostile. I would like go on tangents about like, hey, like speaking in tongues is for this or for that. Now I'm more so like I I'm more so in the middle ground where I'm just like, or is it because I just don't really care that much? Uh, it's just like I believe that God can heal today. I I I think I believe that God can use people to to heal, right? I think like you know when it comes to like someone like you know. Um, and James and it talks about like going going for coming to the brothers and like you know so they could pray for you and so that you could be and they could lay hands on you so you could be healed. I think God's very much active in that through us praying and laying and laying on of hands. So I'm like, that's there. Like I don't know how you can necessarily discount that. And if it's like, hey, like God can heal, it's like God can heal, but He doesn't use believers to heal. It's like, can you can you kind of say the same thing with like you know evangelism, right? Like God can God can you know give the gospel to to everyone, right? Without without using us, right? But he chooses to use us to be able to, to share the gospel and go through go and go do it throughout the world and stuff. So uh my my background with that, I'm more so leaning towards like, hey, like yo, if I see God, if I if I see God heal, if I speak in tongues, cool. If I don't, if I don't see God like use someone to heal me or whatever, it's like cool. Like I'm st- I, I still want to walk with Jesus for, yeah. for a lifetime. But uh, so that's sort of a little bit my background, yeah. Yeah, and, and to that point really quick, like something that I appreciated from your post, Chad, the other day uh, when you were when you were telling your story is that at the, you were praising God for, for your healing and you were like, yes, God still does it. And then at the very, I believe it was the very last post that you did, you were like, but even if he didn't do it, even if he didn't mm-hmm. do it, yo, I'm still praising God. And that's mm. very much like I did that as my like warranty, bro, to, to, yeah, to cover like, myself from both sides, bro. I, I, I was like... I was like, I, I, I didn't want no smoke at that moment, bro. I was like, you know what? L- let me just put a disclaimer out there, you know? Bro, yeah. I kind of want to I kind of want to hear what people cuz I didn't get a chance cuz did you post it on Facebook too? No, nah, I didn't post it on Facebook. Okay, I, I was okay, I was then. getting a little too much smoke for uh, Saturday. I was like, I mean Friday, I was like, you know what? Uh, whoever saw saw, you know? Yeah. Bro, that yeah, would yeah, be yeah. like I so I was hoping that you did so I could go back to it just like so to see like, you know, whoever to like the comment on it maybe just go crazy well, i should be lurking bro, on facebook bro yo, that I man really be do. sitting with popcorn bro i'm telling hey, you bro yeah. <laughs> he never posts nothing bro even even his wedding post he was hesitant to post that bro yeah. that man, that man, that man be sitting back just with popcorn bro bro, bro. i'm telling you though like chad's facebook sometimes you, you do need that popcorn bro because sometimes <laughs> you begin it begin good bro yo but, like no yeah, messy like... won the world cup like 20 weeks ago bro <laughs> you're right but like but like i i definitely do appreciate that that you at least put that because that definitely comes from like much more of a daniel you know type of mindset where his friends were in the fire and they said that we believe that god can and that he will uh save us from this fire but even if he doesn't we will still praise his name you know yeah, uh, yeah. so it's very much it's, it's definitely still rooted very much biblically and you know that that belief there so yeah Yo, what you know about the bible bro Bro, what you know about God, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And honestly, like my experience in the church, um, 
I feel like I, I had a very, 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 very like Pentecostal, charismatic, traditional, bilingual like upbringing, like um, in terms of the church, right? Like I went to a church that spoke Spanish and translated in English, and it was and also oh, tongues. Like, like it was like when you think of a of a Pentecostal church, it was literally the the Pentecostal church, like people mm-hmm. falling down, people running around, like um, mm-hmm. healings, prophecy, all, all the whole the whole thing, right? Um, and uh, honestly, I was grateful for that bringing. Like Josh said, like I I didn't even know about like the Reformed Church, the Calvinist. Church. I didn't know anything like that, right? Until I got to college, right? Like. And it was actually Josh that like explained a lot of it to me because like I would hear people say like Are you crazy? Like tell me things like Are you crazy? Like that can't happen. God doesn't mm-hmm. operate that way. And I'm like Josh, like what? Are, what are they even talking about? Like, mm-hmm. like I was really confused because I would think that like Are they trying to say like like uh, Are you trying to limit God? And that's what I, I would think. I would think that people are trying to do that. It wasn't until I really started digging into theology and um. Not necessarily I stopped believing those things, but I, I shifted my importance on other things. Like um, I still fully believe in the gifts of the spirit. Um, I would I, I don't think I will ever deny that. Um, but I just I just started focusing on on other issues, you know, other uh, other discussions. Um, and I, I the the view of the gospel started inflating for me, right? And th- those other issues started kind of deflating. Um, not that they're not there for me anymore. Um, but really, 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 I just, I kept hearing the same message every, every church that I visited. Um, because at a point in time, my church, when I was 18, um, they stopped doing English and they just fully did Spanish. So I had to find another church. Um, and, uh, every church I would go to, um, I just kept hearing the same thing. The pastors are saying it is the simple gospel. It's a simple gospel. And I started going to non-denominational churches. Um, and I just kept hearing the simple gospel. And then my church that I'm at right now, the pastor said, I don't think you you guys understand. You're not going to come here and learn something new on Sunday. He said, nothing will ever be new. He's like, Jesus died for sinners. Jesus died for sinners. He's like, if I don't preach that message every single Sunday, then you're coming to church for no reason. Um mm. And that, and I, I just had after hearing that, it really, it re, for me, it, it just hyper inflated the gospel for me. And um, I, I, not necessarily that I didn't believe anymore in those other things, but like that's all I wanted to hear again, again and again every week. So I ended up, uh, you know, going, starting to go to a non denominational church that was more on the, um, the reform side. Um, very heavily based in Presbyterian in, in the Presbyterian beliefs, um, not hundred percent fully, like not a, not at all, but but very very much so influenced by the Presbyterian Church, um, right. and yeah, I um, yeah, honestly, like, and I ended up staying at my church because they they had they they had said in the membership meeting like, hey, like we we you're gonna hear a lot more reform theology here. But but we actually all do believe in the in the gifts of the spirit. Um, we're not going to preach about it as often on the stage. You're not going to see people maybe practicing it as much. But we we fully believe in it, and I, and that's where I felt like I was. I was like, I believe in in the gifts of the spirit. I pray in tongues sometimes. Um, so I definitely feel like I could be in a church where they're not necessarily practicing it, but they're not disallowing those things to happen. So um, I guess that's uh, that's kind of my um my experience with that you know 
Yeah. Why? So I, I guess this could be the next question. Like, why? Why is it that we see? I think we've been a lot, we've been around long enough, to, like in the Christian trenches, I guess, or in the Christian internet sphere of like kind of believers, more so on the the cessationist side, like more so. You and you mostly see that with a lot of reformed folks, like Calvinist folks. Like, why do you think there's such a hesitation to kind of claim that? Not necessarily that God he to, to, to not necessarily claim that God heals, but that He doesn't heal through people. Because I think that's mostly what we're like, kind of co- where, where, where right. this is like, kind of boiling down to, right? Where it's like, I, don't, so, I think all Christians, I yeah, think, yeah, but yeah. I'm glad that you asked this question, right? Because I have this scripture pulled up that that a lot of people have brought up in this debate, right? It says, uh, this is First Corinthians thirteen eight, and I guess on, right? So it says, um, love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be still. And where there is knowledge, it will pass away. And it usually stops right there, right? Like when I hear someone who's a cessationist, they they usually stop right there. But if you pick up the next line, it says, for we know in part, we for we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. And this is, I guess, the NIV version. I just picked up whatever came up first. Um, but for what another version was, it says, for what is in when what is impartial becomes whole. I think that's the, the King James version. Um, I, I think the 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 NI uh the ESV says something similar as well. But um and I, I think I think that part of the conversation isn't talked about because um for for you, right, Lige? As as a man of theology, what what does that mean for what 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 when the the impartial becomes whole or or for but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears? What does that mean for you? So I can come. I got this. The the old Eli and the new Eli, right? So okay. So old Eli would be like, hey, that's why Paul's talking about when the canon of scripture is closed, like when the Bible comes. That's when like, hey, we prophesy in part, we we know in part, but when the complete comes everything will cease, right? So it's like, hey, we had the Bible. Paul's talking about the Bible. So therefore, like, the, all the, the, the sign gifts, at least, mm-hmm. are taken away. They're not, they're not here anymore, right? New Eli would, would, be, would put it like, yes, like, you know, gifts, healings, gift, signs of the, sign gifts and stuff, they still exist and they still happen. Maybe do, in my own personal experience, I haven't seen them as much. I really want to, right? Um, but... I just I take that to say like hey like until Jesus comes back like all these things are still happening right like I I think you know there are really some really great theologians that make the case for like why why Paul's talking about the canon of scripture but let's let's keep it a bug did Paul know about the canon canon of scripture being closed when when you know he was writing his letters so that that's kind of how I take it but Josh should be able to take this more than me because he's a more of a man of theology than me. Mm. <laughs> No, no. Um, I, I think that you're definitely, that's definitely the direction I would have taken it, at least scripturally, you know, um, that, that the cessation side will take it more so with the canon of scripture. Um, I think that when it refers to the complete, when it says that like the complete is here, when, uh, you know, when I, I think that that personally refers to, to Jesus, you know, um, and so the, the, the gifts can still be used for today. Um, I also think that in reference to your question, Chad, that if we look historically, a lot of the Reformation during that time was a response to the Catholic Church obviously going so far in their theology and practice. Um, so, for example, and this is going to have a point. I'm going to tie it back in, in a quick second. 
But like back in the Reformation, obviously, um, Catholics were going super far in terms of their practice of indulgences and this, that, and the other. And uh, and so the, ref- the reformers wanted to separate themselves from that, where Catholics were going so far in one extreme of um, of, of uh, you know um, you know tradition and scripture. Uh, the reformers had to go all the way onto the other side where it was just scripture alone, you know. Um, and so there, there's a sense that people more so in the reform side are so, um, I guess, fearful that that people, that other Christians will take things into such a far direction that they don't want that to happen. And so tying that back to this whole conversation, we see this whole movement rise, especially in the early 1900s, um, Scrolla Scriptura, yeah. We see this whole, um, you know, movement rise with the Azusa Street Revival in the early 1900s and Charismania is going all over America and whatnot. And then we have the reform people who are scripture alone, scripture alone, scripture alone. And then on the other side, we have these, this group of people who are starting to get fresh revelation from God and prophecy and whatnot. And so we have the reformers who are like, hey, listen, like we have to stick to our sola scriptura. We don't want to go so far to the other side where we start yeah, to rely yeah. on our own human interpretations. Um, we don't want to, you know, it, 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 they start to think that Jesus plus healings, Jesus plus prophecy, Jesus plus yeah, yeah tongues um and so i think that's kind of where the fear comes from you know at least for more so people in the reform side that they want to hold so much to the scripture they have such a high view of scripture which is good and amen but along with that high view of scripture comes the belief of tongues being a thing you know um i hold i personally hold solo scriptura so much in reverence that i can't help but say that tongues and healing and prophecy is a thing today you know? Yeah, because it's almost as like I, I like when I was in that very, very charismatic mindset, it was almost as if like I looked through this whole chapter of First Corinthians 13 and I was like, I don't see where they're talking about canon here. Like right. there, I, for me, it almost had no evidence of, of biblical can, canon that is what Paul was referring to. Uh, like even even the type of, of language he, he talked about, like a mirror. But for now, we only see a reflection that, uh, in a mirror um that is dim right like something like that where is that reason mm-hmm. yeah for now we see only a reflection as in a mirror that we shall see seen f- that then we shall see face to face now mm-hmm. i know in part then i shall know fully even as i know i am known fully right so like even even just l- l- like listening to that right like how let's just let's just sit there and put ourselves the- theologically in the mindset of, of talking about canon right how would Paul have lived 300 and like one years or, or 290 years after to see the, the closing of, of the canon, you know? Yeah. 325 yeah. AD is when, is when the council of Nicaea happened, right? Before that, we, we don't know. Like Paul had no idea that this was getting tied together. So I just don't really understand the argument for that. And I don't know, I guess that's a question that dedicated to Elijah. Cause I know Elijah used to be, dead on, on that opinion I, I mean like yo like i i think it paul paul he if you read his letters right and obviously like you read his letters closer to the end of his life he like knew he was gonna die but yeah, when yeah. he was you know studying his church he was studying churches he was in his ministry he believed that the lord jesus was coming back during his lifetime mm. right so it's like for him to write this and be like hey like this the, the, the canon's coming right just, just hold on just wait 
I think I think if you if you're reading that in context, I think reform people like saying context a lot, right? But if you're looking at that in context, like what is Paul's life in that moment, right? Like yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. he's waiting for Jesus to come back. If right, if he says like, "Hey, I we I am we we know him, we know in part," uh, and I forget I forget I don't have I don't have the verse in front of me, but he's like, "Hey, like, and I'm known fully, just like I will be known fully." It's just like, is he talking about the the canon of scripture, knowing him fully, or is he talking about Jesus seeing Jesus fully? In that moment, right? So, I think one of my one of my, I think I really don't know how to answer that question. Like from the from the Calvinist reformed Eli anymore. Maybe I, when I'm still going to seminary, I'll be able to answer that question. But like, it's just like at, at least I can say I can take a hack at it. Where it's like, I think it's the lack of experience of seeing like healing or seeing like you know spiritual gifts or, or things being in the, in the, happening in the church. Where it's like, hey, this is you have to equate it to something because that's not, that's the only way it's going to make sense, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, if you if you grew up in a Reformed Presbyterian background, but like you you don't grow up in that experience of like having hands being laid on you, having you know you know people being healed or whatever, then like that experience, like you're going to be like, okay, bet this is talking about the canon of scripture. But like, say you go to like I don't know, you go to some closed country, right? And then they're experiencing all the sign gifts, right? How do you reconcile that with you saying it's this canon of scripture? You know, what I mean? you know what I mean. Like it doesn't like it doesn't really make any sense to me. Where it's like, and I think it's really only the West where we're, we're taking this approach where we see spiritual abuse when it comes to healing, right? Where it's like, hey, we're we're we're, we're running people to get healed. You see people trying to get healed, but then like you have those people that don't get healed, right? So it's like, how do you like how do you reconcile that with like God promising to heal, but He doesn't heal someone? Oh, bet canon of scripture is closed. That means He God doesn't heal through people anymore. And it's, yeah. and it's just like, I don't know if it's a cop out of an answer, but it's just like, it's not a great answer, especially, especially if you do have someone hurting, if you have someone wanting to get healed, what do you tell them in that moment? Do you yeah. tell them like, hey, don't, don't call for elders, don't call for people to lay hands on you so you can get healed, pray, read your Bible. Yes, you should still do all that, right? But like, if James tells us to like, you know, call the elders so they can lay hands on us so we can be healed. What exactly is that talking about? Is it talking about us, you know, it, it can be talking about us being, you know, uh, restored back from sin, but I think it goes a little, it goes farther than that too. You know what I mean? Um, so that's my, that's my, that's a little bit of my thoughts on that question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On, honestly, not, I, I appreciate that answer, bro. Um, so this next question might be a little bit more redundant, but you could take a, take a crack at it. If it, um, need be, it says, uh, what is your reaction when someone speaks about miracles like healing, tongues, prophecy, etc.? Hmm. Uh, man, I, I think my reaction to it is my reaction to it now is very much like that's amazing. Yet I'm also like just because like, I think I've been so skeptical since be becoming a Christian, where I'm like, uh, are you? Are, are you sure? So it's still a little bit of that skepticism to me a little bit, mm -hmm. but mostly now, like when I hear about like people saying like, you know, talking about healing, you know, laying on hands, speaking of tongues, I'm more so encouraging in that. Right. Cause I'm just like, I rather, I rather, I rather affirm and encourage and just like, thank God mm -hmm. that someone experienced healing rather than slander them or not necessarily slander them, but speak bad about them and be like, Hey, your experience wasn't necessarily real. It's all due to the, to the way that God had wired your body and stuff. And you healed from just over time, stuff like that. Like we're taking, we're taking your example, Chad, of like you being, of you asking God to heal you. 
and someone like it, it would be like me when you called me being like hey like you know that was just when you like you know you know going through life in a couple of days you weren't really hurt you know you just you had some pain <laughs> or whatever like I, that would be really sucky and i feel like at the end of the day i would feel like i, I would be held accountable for that of just being like like just imagining being face to face to jesus and being like hey you remember what you said to chad about him like you know not actually him not actually being healed by me and, and i would be like yeah well it was like I, I actually healed him like that. I, he asked for it. I granted it to him. I'm just like, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that way. Right. There's some, there's and not just count for like some of the crazy things that happen in the charismatic movement, but I'm just like, yo, like if someone like is genuinely seeking out Jesus and they're walking with Jesus and they say they got healed, I'm not going to be like, uh, man, I don't know. So now I'm, I'm definitely more affirming about, yo, praise God that you experienced healing. You yeah, bro. I mean? Especially, especially if the gift is coming like f- from the spirit, like the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. right? Like, like God Himself, right? Like, I, I feel like it's very hard to to discontinue someone having faith in God that God is going to do something, you know, mm-hmm. um, at, at the very basic level. Um, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, Josh, you have any any yeah. thoughts on that, bro? Yeah. Um, there's a couple of experiences that I wanted to share. Um. And I think that it will tie, tie well with this with this conversation. Um, and it has to do with healing. You you you'll see you'll see when when I explain it. So uh, both of them come from my grandmother um, on my mom's side. So uh, she's she's gone with the Lord now uh, for for about uh, eleven years now. Um, and before that, I mean she she's when I tell you she's a woman of God. I mean. She, she loved God more than anything that I could possibly imagine. You know, you know, she's the typical grandma. You know, gra- like cr- Christian grandma. You know, she 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 was one of those that just like just was on her knees, constantly praying for her kids, and uh, she just loved the Lord, loved 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 Him. Um, there's two instances that I could think of that it was stories that I've been told as of recent. I mean, like within the past year or so, um, that I had no idea of until until the past year. Um, number one, back in the 1970s, um, she, 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 so she was, she had already been, been, uh, you know, she came to Christ and whatnot. I believe it was in the, the early 70s. This was in the mid 70s or so. Um, so she was, she was in a room and, and praying and, and whatnot. And um, over time, she, she would always be on the room praying in her knees, you know, for her kids and everything. And, there was one one day, or maybe like over the course of a period of time, she started noticing a lump in her chest. Um, obviously, you know, assuming that the tumor. Um, but in Peru, they obviously didn't, you know, they, in that time especially, and with their income, they didn't have access to the best health care, and so they didn't want to take the risk. But she was just fervently praying, you know, fervently praying for, you know, for healing on that on that front. Um, every single day, every single day for I don't even know how long. Every single day. Um, and one day she was on her knees praying um, for healing. And then in that one day, she just, she felt like a, a piercing inside her body, like the tumor was getting cut off or something. Literally mm. just felt like a, a piercing of, uh, like, just, like it, she just felt like it was just getting cut off. Um, so she never saw that lump ever again. And then she passed in 2012 and another, what, what was that, 50 years. So... Mm. Amen. Amen to that. Amen. And so Amen. that's, 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 that's one experience. The second experience is this, um, 1998, um, a few months after I was born, uh, she went to Israel. Um, and she, she went there, you know, obviously with like a tour group and whatnot. And she went to the different sites and she got to see everywhere where Jesus walked and uh, where he lived and whatnot. And, um, she got to the top of the Mount of Olives, I, I believe. 
believe it was the Mount of Olives, um, one of the mountains that Jesus, uh, I think it was the one where he gave the Sermon on the Mount. Um, and he, uh, so the whole tour group was there, they're talking, they ended up worshiping there up top in the mountain. Um, as she's worshiping there with them, um, she's one minute she's worshiping at the top of the mountain, the next minute she wakes up and she's at the bottom of the mountain. Um, obviously like, what the heck does happen? Um, one of the people that was in the tour group was like, sister Nelsa, are you okay? Um, and she's like, what, what just happened? The woman that was with her said she literally went from the top of the mountain. She went, she, she fell and she started rolling down the entire mountain from the top to the bottom. She started hitting rock after rock after boom, 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 all the way down to the bottom of the, of the mountain. And she got up, she had zero injuries, nothing, absolutely zero. Um, and she did that in the middle of worshiping God. Um, and so my, my point in sharing these stories is this, I, I think it was Elias, you were talking before, like, like, who are we to kind of discount these kind of stories yeah, when yeah, it's yeah. like, like I hear these stories and I'm like, there's zero reason to lie. There's zero reason to, to, you know, share a story like that. And it just happened. It just happened. And, you know, he, healing like that is something that can only come miraculously from God. Obviously within his sovereign will, he doesn't mm -hmm. do that to everyone. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's something that he miraculously chooses. He works according to his will and kind of tying it back to the earlier point that I was making is that there's, there's so much of this sensationalized form of charismania that makes people who are sensationists scared and fearful that it that that god's sovereignty will be diminished you mm. know um, i think of instances and i'm going to call them out of the you know bethel church for example um where they, there was the, the names, i'm saying oh names, bro. I'm, saying it, I'm saying it bro <laughs> yo bethel come at me bro um but basically there was a one story where you know they had this little girl who passed you know she was like i don't even remember if she was a few months or if she was like four years something like that but she she had passed um and they were praying for like a whole week and they would not say that she died for like a whole week you know um and the whole family was grieving and it was basically like giving false hope in, in a sense um and so there's instances like that and, and things where like you know charismatics tend to take it a bit too far where i can understand why the stationists will you know be be fearful and say that they you know don't believe in the sign gifts but once you take that route, you completely diminish the true value of God, God working through people and God working in people and truly healing and truly, um, you know, allowing tongues and prophecy and whatnot. I mean, you look around the Middle East and so many Muslim people are getting dreams from God directly about mm. Jesus and turning to Jesus because of dreams, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I heard it. Oh, yeah. You're going, going. No, I, I was going to say, I heard a, a YouTuber, uh, Todd, Todd Frio, I, I read a video of... Mm -hmm. Well, I was watching a video on YouTube, uh, and he was he was talking a little bit about this, right? About like middle, people in the Middle East getting receiving dreams of Jesus and stuff like that, and receiving dreams of people like you know uh, receiving of uh, uh, people going to them to share the gospel and then becoming Christians and stuff like that. And he explained a way he explained it a way where it's like could it have been that they have gotten access or gotten you know gotten in touch with a gospel track or or Bible or something like that or something about you know. Uh, uh christianity to be able to like you know make aware of them having this dream of jesus and talking about the way dreams works and stuff i'm just like i feel like that is kind of 
a wild like i i don't want to like that's kind of yeah. crazy where it's like if we're associating dreams and stuff to everything that we see and we're only just replaying them them and our brain is reimagining them to make it look like we're only seeing what we want to see or our brain is seeing what it wants to see i'm just like that's a lot of work for you to just for you to just say like hey god gave him a dream yeah. and therefore now they're christians like i, I think and, that's it's yeah it's it's too it's too it's too much <laughs> and especially when they become into specific dreams uh nabil Qureshi, um he was someone that that worked with um rzim back in the day uh he passed mm-hmm. unfortunately um but but he he came to christ through a dream he had this friend david wood who who actually is with x17 apologetics on youtube um his friend david wood had gotten to the faith but it took him six years to do so um and you know through high school early college he would he would be with him and there was one day where he had a dream um and he had never really read the bible before and he had this one dream where he was in the table um with like a bunch of other people and then all the other people went through the door but then when they all went through he tried to go through also but then the door was closed on him and then he goes to david wood and he's like hey like i just had this dream last night what does it mean and then he was like let me tell you a little something about this bible passage that i know about that exact same story um and so, I mean, there specific dreams of passages that this guy had never even read, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And, and, and God, you know, so like going to your point, Elijah, of, of what Pop Friel was saying, like, like, that ain't no way, bro. Like that. Yeah. What's yeah. crazy is too, like, um, our boy Matt, right? He, he told me something a while back that kind of like really made this whole topic very, very logical, right? He's like, he's like, um, cause, cause Matt's more on the charismatic side, right? So he, he, he had, he said this, he's like, what is it to say that God can't like you're praying for a healing and yeah, it might be you lay hands on somebody and they're healed. But what is it to say that a doctor heals somebody through God? God is the author mm-hmm. of medicine itself, right? Mm-hmm. God, God, God is the author of logic. God is the author of knowledge. So the, the act of predestination in itself create God predestined all things to lead up to a medicine, to cure something right or or uh, um proper nutrition or supplementation or whatever right um what it, it it is very logical to pray for healing but the person's in the hospital um and a doctor is taking care of them and, and the doctor takes care of them but that is still god working through that doctor um mm-hmm. because healing might not necessarily look like hey, I'm putting my hands on you and, and praying for you it might literally be god working through a nurse, a doctor, you know, um, mm-hmm. or rest, you know, God, God might just be working through you taking off a few days from the gym and, and not re-injuring yourself, you know? Um, and I, I think this word healing has gotten very, um, I guess, politicized in the church, um, yeah. to, to, to say that it's, it's almost as if we take the logic away from that. Like, what does heal mean? Like, you know, like if God is pre- ordained and predestined everything so you're telling me that god preordained and predestined me not to get better mm. you know what i'm saying like uh, yeah. like i guess when it boils down you got to break this down to there's an f word here i'm about to say oh. fundamentals oh. Right? it boils it down to a fundamental here right like l- l- like you l- like to be healed means to get better right so it's like you're going to get better if it's in the Lord's will. So if it's in the Lord's will, who are you to say that the healing can't happen? You know? Yeah. You know, I, I, I was thinking this earlier in the, earlier in the pie. I'm just like, 
I am like I kind of get a little jealous of the people that like kind of have like the, a simple faith to them. You know what I mean? Where it's just like they trust Jesus, they trust Jesus for salvation, they have a relationship with Jesus, they believe that Jesus saved from their sin, and that they also believe that He can heal and do like really amazing things. Like kind of it being that simple, and they're not really d- that deep into theology that kind of like you know takes our minds wherever to kind of explain away all the things that we you know, we should be thanking God for. I feel like, you know, I feel like being a Christian and especially looking back on my young, my younger years, being so, like, wanting to be so deep in theology and wanting to be able to, you know, read up on all, like, theologians that it can really just, are can exposit a passage so well where it's like, it's like, dang, like, I feel like, it, I feel like I feel like at some point I'm just like yo like I just want the simplicity of just believing Jesus and believing that God can do things right like kind of even the simple faith of like God can you know the 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 passage of like hey like faith is a mustard seed and like and with it you can move mountains this is like bro like as if a child hears that I think that child will believe that he can literally move a mountain with him having faith that he can move the mountain I'm just like yo I want that and I think Jesus calls us to that. But I think we've gotten so far down this line, especially as you see a lot of this on TikTok, you see a lot of it just on, on the internet now where everyone's theologian and they just try to theologize, theologize if that's a word, <laughs> um, everything. And I'm just like, yes, theology is about knowing God and studying God, but it's like, let's just, like, can we just be simple? You know what I mean? I, like, sola scriptura, cool. The five solas, cool. But like I, you know, I want to believe that God can heal my heal my family if they're going through stuff. You know what I mean? And I and I want to believe that if so, if if I call someone to be like, hey, can you lay hands on my like my family member because they're going through it right now? I believe that God can heal them. I want to be able to do that instead of holding on to like, hey, God's. I believe that God's sovereign, but then I think there's this this really uh, drugged, dark where it's like. You know god's gonna do whatever is in his will I'm just like dang like i don't want to live like that you know what i mean like and yes i believe he will but it just seems like a very sad place to be <laughs> it, it, it's like there's so m- i feel like for me there's like so much like so much in the new testament about healing to, for it to just literally just seize out of nowhere like you know mm-hmm. like without even explicitly saying that like you look right. through the gospels jesus is healing jesus is healing jesus is healing you look through acts the disciples are healing they're healing they're healing and it's like then, then it's like, all right, we 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 get to third John, uh, we get to third John, we get to Revelation. All right, so healing stops, like, and I and, and with no actual explicit wording saying that, right? It's just mm-hmm. more so trying to dig up a precedence, you know? Um, yeah. I don't know. For me, it doesn't make any sense. Um, I yeah. don't know if I'm being a little too biased here, but like, I I'm really trying to see that argument, you know? Yeah, I mean, a lot. I think a lot of people that were kind of probably answered with that would be like they would they would go back to church history, and it'd be like, hey, have we seen any, you know, crazy healings or prophetic words or the sign gifts being displayed throughout history? And to be honest, if we're keeping it a buck, if we're keeping it a buck, and this isn't hate on the Western like you know church or anything, but it's like, it's like, are we looking at it through the lens of like from like okay, uh, Old Testament? Jesus comes, Jesus does what he does, he ascends on, on the high, the apostles are doing their sign gifts, and then you jump straight to the Reformation where it's like, oh, bet, like, okay, bet, no sign. I feel like 
a lot of a lot of areas kind of go, a, a lot of people go in that area where they look at church history through that lens. I'm not saying that's a bad lens to look at church history, but it's like, what about all over the all over the world? What about everywhere else? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, lies. But you you I, see what happens there, right? They're abandoning their very reasoning there. Their very reasoning is sola scriptura, but then you're you're saying sola scriptura, but then going to church history. So it's mm. like. How how is that the logic behind that? If if you have Dang, to look, bro, you about to get canceled, bro. I didn't say bro, it. I didn't bro. say it. <laughs> bro, I, 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 I bro, all, had that. I, I hope all Where's... the people that that were hating on you on Instagram are listening to this, bro. <laughs> bro, I'm posting. I'm posting this on Facebook right now. <laughs> <laughs> you good, bro? You good? Yeah, man. It's it, it's like then it's like then your logic doesn't stand. It's like you're saying sola scriptura but then you're looking at church history it's like so then what is the scripture you know like yeah. what's more important and i don't i don't know bro I, I i don't know it's it's like i'm just trying to understand the, the christian perspective i understand the secular perspective right like I, I totally get it right but it's like the christian perspective i just don't understand it bro yeah yeah so i, I guess I'll, that's all to say that we all come to a, to a conclusion that god still heals today and that in some capacity, people. right? It, yeah. we, I think we could all agree that in some capacity, it might not be like how God healed me, um, it, or it might be, or, or it might just be God give me the right doctor to go see, right? Like, um, but I think we could all agree at some level, like healing can still happen through God's will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that we can all agree that uh, that Dubs and Six. <laughs> sons and foe in the nba final sons and foe, sons and foe. i think we can all uh, agree that devin book that devin book is the go bro i think we could all agree that devin booker like puts michael jordan lebron all of, all those discussions to, to sleep bro. and, and like, i think I, uh i think elijah had a really great point when he said pacers uh, are gonna go straight to the finals. bro I, I think they are you know what i mean i think they're gonna go all the way you know steph curry who lebron james who come on now like, automatic I, automatic default I'm I'm just saying, bro. They are they are the kings of the king. They are the champions, bro. Bro, I feel like the Pacers never gotten any respect, bro. Like you had Reggie Miller, you had Jermaine O'Neal, yeah. you had Paul George come out the Pacers, bro. I feel like we never gave the Pacers respect that they deserve, bro. bro. They're just like that team that's there. But they're respected now because they want they they're winning, right? You don't <laughs> see them because they they won already, you know. <laughs> For real, Yo, they, they they went so far that uh, that they skipped the whole NBA playoffs, bro. Hey, yo, bro. So legendary. Eighty two, eighty two, and zero. Yeah, bro. They're just taking off the whole next season, bro. Yeah, I'm dead. <laughs> yo, well, yo, guys, that is the end of our episode. We thank you guys for listening. And let us know what you think. If you're listening to this, let us know. Do you guys think God can still heal? And can he still heal through people? What do you have to say about, you know, the different sides of the signs and, you know, the gifts of healing and stuff like that? Like, let us know in the comments. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And uh, if Chad, you, you are, <laughs> yo, and if you are on that side of the debate where where you are cessationist, re- really comment because I, I would love to try to understand that perspective because maybe I am wrong, maybe I, I'm just overlooking something. So if you if you, I'm speaking genuinely here, like I'm not looking for an argument or anything. I'm genuinely speaking, like if you can can, can show me logically how that how it makes sense, I would appreciate it. Chad, that's, with using that's real. solo scriptura. That's, yeah, <laughs> that, that's, that's that's real humble of you, Chad. But I gotta say, like, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yo, 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 yo! He said it on me, bro. <laughs> hey, yo, I'm dead. I'm dead. So, like, yeah, if you if you comment, let us know. Like, yo, if, you know, if you're listening to this and you're really, really reformed and you're really sensationalist, like, you can come on to the pod. It can be a great season finale. Hey, bro. Uh, hey, Todd Friel, come out. We're officially. Oh my god. I, so. Friel. 
Josh, I'm gonna stop you right there because I don't think I'm even to handle that. So, bro, bro, I'm just Josh, you can take Josh, him on. I'm, 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 I'm just trying to see Josh debate his brother, his brother on the podcast, though, bro. I'm he still, he I'm still here, smoke, bro. He don't. Bro, want I'm waiting for Josh and his brother to have a theological discussion, bro. All right, here, live in the pod. Me and Elijah's yeah, gonna be eating popcorn gonna, the whole time. He's, go, he's right. gonna be saying he's gonna be saying some stuff that starts with an H, bro. Hey, uh, six, yo, hey, yo, 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 hey, yo, Frank, bro. Hey, this is your brother about. talking like that, bro. Yeah, bro I love you, Frank. <laughs> hey, yo, I'm dead. With with that, we will catch you guys later. <laughs>